Thanks for joining us for the second episode of We Go Vox, a podcast for the voices of West Chicago High School students to share their ideas, creativity, and unique perspectives. I'm Brian Turnbaugh, teacher at West Chicago. This episode, we're going to get some hot takes on the winners and losers on the NBA trade deadline from students and sports rhetoric and comp. Then, we're going to have some spoken word performances from Creative Writing Club, and then some sage advice on how to be more creative from Mrs. Cardenas and Mrs. DeLeon. First, NBA trade deadline. Join three NBA savants, Jordan Habaker, Brad Domingo, and Alec Dolan from Sports Rhetoric and Comp on the 2016 trade deadline winners and losers. So, we're going to start with the Chicago Bulls. Who wants to go first? All right, winners or losers? Go ahead. Ooh. All right. Bulls, definitely losers. Yeah, we, we got rid of Heinrich for a second-round pick, but you know, Heinrich is just a mediocre backup at this point. We could have moved Powell, who's probably not going to want to come back because we're going to do really bad in the second half, considering the fact that we're not going to have Jimmy or Mirtic for a long stretch, and the stretch coming up, we're playing playoff contending teams that we aren't going to be able to beat. Yeah, um, yeah, Gasol, we could have had so many pieces. Um, the Kings offered us Ben McLemore. You know, he has potential, potential shooting guard, and he could be dangerous. And then Kostakoufis, a defensive, hard-nosed center, and, you know, we need something like that. Uh, Paul Gasol is a good player and all, but his defense is lackadaisical. Like, he doesn't move his feet. Yeah, he gets blocks, but that's it. He doesn't move his feet. You know, uh, when, I mean, on top of that, uh, I don't know. You give up Kirk Heinrich. That's it. That's all we gave up for two second-round picks. Just Gar Foreman, John Paxson are the most passive GMs I've ever seen. People, you know, the GMs of the Thunder even made moves, and they have limited talent, and they still got someone. Actually, they got two people, I think. No, they just got Randy Floyd. Do you think this is a? Um, do you think that they made these decisions because? They're somehow trying to set up Hoiberg's offensive-mindedness as a, as a coach moving forward, or do you just think it really is a result of them just being a conservative front office? Conservative front office, conservative, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, the thing with Hoiberg, I don't know if there is an offensive structure, to be honest. All of our efficiencies right have gone down. Every single one. Defense, offense, rebounds. We're going more to a one-on-one attacking offense than we did with Thibodeau. And we have none, no pieces at all to, you know, have that offense. Alec, how would, what would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, the Bulls were a what in this uh, NBA trade deadline? Two. <laughs> oh, two. two for the two That's second round picks. Good. Yeah. All right, Alec, we'll start with you. Who was a winner in yesterday's um, uh, trade deadline? The Pistons, because they got Mati Yunus, Marcus Thornton, and Tobias Harris, and I mean, they're giving up a D-League, Brandon Jennings, uh, Ersan <laughs> Ilyasova, not really that good, and they're Takes getting... a lot of charges. That's true. Yeah. And they're getting, like, really good role players for... Do you think that's going to solidify, games? like, them moving up in oh, the playoff, right in now, the pecking order of the playoffs? They're half game behind the Bulls right now, yeah. and they're going to jump them yeah. easily. Yeah. So that's going to push the Bulls down and, and put, yeah. put them up just because they acquire talent. I'll say like, fifth in the East. Maybe sixth. I don't fifth know. or sixth. I don't know if there's enough games for them to jump that high. Jordan, winner. 
Clippers. They Tip. give up uh, Lance Stevenson and a first-round pick. Lance Stevenson hasn't even like played for them all year, and they get a starting caliber forward and Jeff Green from the Memphis, Gri- Memphis Grizzlies. Brett, winner. Um, to be honest, um, I'd have to say Charlotte Hornets. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets, they got some talent now. Um, They have um, what they needed was a lockdown defender, and that was Courtney Lee. And, yeah, he's not very – he's not a big name around the league, but uh, that's what they need. They're an offensive-minded team, and Charlotte, I, in my opinion, they lack defense, and that's something they need. They need a stopper. But, yeah, and low-key, he's a scorer. Like He can score whenever he has the ball in his hand, and no one really knows about it, but people will see it this season second half. Brad, can you refresh my memory? What is, uh, with Charlotte, how much of an influence has Jordan had as owner and in that maybe matriculating down to the, the influences that he has in the, in the office? Well, I, I, well, who wouldn't want to play for Michael Jordan? That's the number one thing, you know. Um, and, yeah, I guess you could say a little bit of luck. Um, I think it started with Nick Batum coming and then uh, it starts with Kemba Walker developing as a what, like, Five ten point guard has mm-hmm. become a top ten point guard in the league. I have to Nobody say really saw that coming. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Cor- I mean, like I said that starting lineup is going to be dangerous. It's going to be Kemba, Courtney Lee, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Uh, who else is still there? Uh, Al Jefferson. Yeah, Al Jeff, and uh, he's been one of his other brothers. All right, we're going to turn it right around. So, uh, Brad, losers of the NBA trade deadline. Uh, besides the Bulls. Um, I'd have to say the Thunder as well. It goes Bulls and Thunder. Bulls, Thunder. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, wow. that, that's all they got was Randy Ford. An undersized shooting guard when they need more. But they get a scoring, like, I'd rather have Randy Ford than DJ Augustine. But how is that going to compliment Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook? He can shoot. He spreads the floor. He spreads the floor, but, I mean, still, they could have moved Serge. They could have moved. In Why would you move Serge? He is a power forward that is inefficient. You know, I mean, all he does is shoot mid-range jump shots. Yeah, he gets blocks, but exactly like Powell, he doesn't really do much. You know, um, Serge Ibaka doesn't really play defense. He oh, just so you're just going to start two centers and Ennis Cantor and Steven Adams and go <laughs> Twin Towers More efficient. and then have a, a small forward and Kevin Durant that's seven foot? Yeah. It's more efficient. It's, no, it's not because Ennis Cantor and Stephen Adams don't blend. The floor. They, they've been on the floor like for long stretches. I mean, yeah, it would stretch the floor. You can't keep Stephen Adams on the floor with Ennis Cantor because they just haven't mixed. Jordan, losers. Um, well, let's see. Rockets. Rockets. Didn't move Dwight Howard. And if they keep losing, he's not coming back. Didn't move Ty Lawson. He's hasn't done anything for that. Can you refresh my memory? Is is Dwight Howard? Is he a free agent at the end of the year? So like they oh, so no. they, they they had to move him for uh, for just getting any type of value or because he's still under contract. He is a player option, but okay. as of right now, like you don't really know who's going to be the coach next year. Oh, okay. And it doesn't seem that him and James Harden have really like blended on the floor. So. Think, um, Alec, loser. Mm, magic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely magic. I mean, they gave up their like best player 
and aren't really getting second best. Players. Second best. Second. Who's best? No, nah, I'd uh, say even third. Vucevic. Vucevic uh, and you don't then think Oladipo. The best uh, I put. He's averaging like a double double. They're not really getting much in return for him. Like. Yeah, but they're like. I, they have like. What a, I see them trying to do is now that they have a Brendan Jennings to go along with uh, Mario Hazonia, Alfred Payton, and Oladipo. They're going to try to move one of those guys during the offseason or during the trade to either Alfred move Payton. up or get another pick. They're all just, like, underdeveloped, all their, like, skill players that they need. Yeah, they so got they're just going to get better. They got That's rid like of, saying, like, like, the Minnesota should have done something because yeah. they have underdeveloped they players. They, they should have traded for, like, a, a leader for the rookies that they had. They can players. develop a rookie. Oladipo is becoming who? a rookie. Uh, not a rookie, Magic a leader. The word. No doubt that we're going to hear from Jordan, Brad, and Alec before the NBA playoffs begin. Now, we're going to switch from sports to Creative Writing Club member Rachel Kent. Her performance today reminds us, in fact, it demands that we need to know the power of our words. What we think is a silly exaggeration or a toss-away expression may indeed be the sling and arrow that haunts someone for the rest of the day. Rachel Kent. Hi, I'm Rachel, and my piece is entitled Personal Punchline. Kill yourself, he chuckles, and her knees begin to buckle. That is so OCD, they mumble, and she begins to crumble like a burned and broken building being beaten for its burden by a wrecking ball. Stop being so bipolar, friends joke, and she begins to feel the choke in her throat as if she's about to croak at a loss for words due to the ignorance and the hurt that left her feeling remote. Do you need to see a professional teacher jeers and the comments that she hears continue pouring in her ears until she's brought back by her screaming and her tears and her fears? It's all in your head, so stop acting so sick, they complain, but she is no thespian. There would be no encore, no crowd who wants more, no reciting of Shakespeare, no questions of what is to be or not to be. But they could all be a bit nobler. She wishes to escape the comments and to fly away, but she's a bird with a broken wing, so the comments continue to ring. Life's good, there's no need to be depressed, a man stressed, so she attempted to dress and to masquerade and to fade her depression, yet she need learn no lesson. You've been to therapy, he judged, so she trudged and she sulked and she begrudged from then on, ridden by insecurity. That gave me a panic attack, he spoke, gleaming and aware of the true meaning which left her steaming, for if he understood, he would not be beaming. You look anorexic, they chime as she begs Kronos to speed up time so she would no longer have to endure the crime their words had committed. These diagnoses thrown around like paper planes, dangerous, degrading, devoid of meaning. Yet unlike a carefree, lightweight aircraft, they drag her down into the depths of Tartarus, steal of her, her happiness and her freedom, leaving her a prisoner of racing thoughts confined within the cell that the words shoved her into. You don't look like you have anxiety, they mistook, but it flowed like a rushing brook in every one of the crooks and crannies of her bloodstream. I understand exactly what you're going through. A friend tried to relate to her, but to this day no one's had the same fate, for our pain is not plain. People with mental illness are dangerous, he exclaimed, but the only person she brought a rain of terror upon was the one whose tired eyes she met in the mirror. But he did not give her time to explain. 
Mental illness does not exist. He hissed as the words slipped out of his mouth like snakes slithering slowly in preparation to attack as she stood a mere victim to his words and their venom. You may claim I am fine, but I am not your punchline, she uttered, refusing to mutter and stutter and suffer at their words any longer. Um, I'm trying to like think of like comments and like there's a lot of stigma that surrounds mental illness and you hear especially in high school like in the halls like you hear these comments thrown around all the time like they they're commonplace they're normal when they really shouldn't be because like OCD is used constantly but OCD is like something that someone struggles with you're probably talking that you could be talking to someone that struggles with that and like it's not even proper English like that's not an adjective A big thanks to Rachel Kent, class of 2018. Now, we will hear from Mrs. Cardenas and Mrs. DeLeon, sponsors of the Creative Writing Club, and their thoughts on art and creativity for the West Chicago Wildcat. I'm here with Ms. Cardenas, one of the sponsors of the Creative Writing Club. And Ms. Cardenas, could you talk to us about what students can do to be more creative in anything that they do. I'd say that the key to being creative is not feeling like it has to all come from within you. I think the most creative students that I have are the ones who are willing to embrace new ideas, new types of art. They put themselves out there. They go experience art. They go to concerts. They go to, um, they go to um, photography shoots. You know, they, they follow people on Instagram. Um, they surround themselves with the art that inspires them. So I'd say if you want to be a great writer, find other great writers. You know, read the Emily Dickinson book that's in the library that no one's picked up, you know. And I think that you also, to be creative, I think you need to divorce yourself from the idea that education is chasing points. Um, for you guys, especially, I know that are in English classes that love, love to write. Like there's so much more out there than what we are. We have time to give you in our classes. And I hope that you guys know that your education is more about what you pursue and what you find interesting and inspiring than what we tell you needs to get done for class. Like there's, you've got to find the balance of those two things. And I think the more artists you find that inspire you, the more creative you will in turn become, imitate them, try to do what they do and then put your spin on it. And that's really yield some really cool art. We are also here with Ms. De Leon, also another sponsor of the Creative Writing Club. Is that what we call it? The sponsor? Or what we'd say? Mm-hmm. We say co-directors. Co-directors. Yeah. Yeah. We, say we like to be called directors. So, and I, I believe the question that we were talking about before was, um, what's it like to see students grow? Was that the one that mm-hmm. we were going to... So, like, yeah. no doubt uh, when you are in a club like this that is pushing students to create, um, you've seen them come in at one level and then really flower and blossom into something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what are some of the stories are, that you've seen like that that have, uh, uh, again? Yeah, no, yeah. I think the, the coolest thing to watch is that students come to us having never done this before, and especially now, we feel like our club is really new um, again, like it was eight years ago, you know, so they're coming to us and they don't really know what this is all about. Um, so maybe they like to write or they like to rap, but they, they don't have a lot that's, you know, polished or finished. Um, and so to take something that's an idea mm-hmm. and to, to see it flourish into a full-blown spoken word piece of poetry or rap is 
just amazing to, to watch them um, develop these extended metaphors and start to work with imagery and language that is very complicated, um, juxtaposition. You know, like they start to learn what works and what doesn't, um, and watching them watch other poets and um, and artists, like like uh, Miss Cardenas was saying, you know, just to watch them get inspired is a very cool thing. How uh, do students, how can they get involved with this club? Uh, the best way is, I think, I mean, obviously come see us. So we're always available, you know, after school on our off periods, whenever kids have time and want to come in. The best way, I think, is to just come to a meeting, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just learn about what we do. Because we have various activities, you know, we've got throughout the school year, um, you know, cafes and open mics, and we compete in the winter and in the spring there's a showcase. So just to, to come see us and, and learn about the craft and all the different things we do. And there's no expectation that the student has to necessarily share. They just need to be, again, like you said, surround themselves with other creative people just to kind of push them along. Yeah. It's it's definitely not the kind of club that I think most students expect a club is going to be. I'd say that we're more um, oriented around events. Mm-hmm. So we're we're performing artists, but we're also event hosts. And so we don't meet every week and write. It's just kind of unsustainable mm-hmm. <laughs> at a school. Well, because a lot a lot of our writers are involved in a lot of other things, which is great. Uh-huh. We, we want to allow that flexibility. So we really kind of meet um, in and out during the year. So that's why mm-hmm. Mrs. DeLeon said definitely come check in with us to see where we are in our season and kind of hop in or hop on the train wherever wherever we're off to mm-hmm. and, and see what's up. You know, we just finished a competition and now we're kind of winding down for a little bit and then we're going to be winding back up um, for a showcase at the end of the year. So there's there's various points in the year to, to jump in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, you guys also have a publication. It's called the, it's the Ink, right? Well, we're called The Ink, and our publication is called The Blank Page. It Blank is page. very seriously under construction. Um, we are looking to solicit more student work um, and really like a, a staff Mm-hmm. to publish it that's been the difficulty is we're, we're kind of getting submissions but it's been really hard to publish with regularity and mm-hmm. find a place where it's going to be read mm-hmm. so if students are interested in that we are absolutely in need of the the behind the scenes writers the ones who love to write and you know organize the page and publish things but maybe don't want to do the spoken word side so we definitely do i think the most attention we get is from our spoken word mm-hmm. but we are trying to do a lot of other things too and you can ask some of our spoken word poets they are fiction writers first and and you'll hear that too so we've got a lot of variety cool thank you thank you got you. it if you're interested check out links posted on the wegovox blog podbean and listen to future creative writing meetings during third hour announcements Finally, today, Anthony Tate, also Creative Writing Club member, talks about the dimensions of a broken heart. Hello, my name is Anthony, and um, this title of the piece, since I currently don't have one, I'm just going to title it Unknown. And she said, My heart's cold, or I would have shown brighter, but the spark's gone, and my star stone won't light up. I might have just walked home, but the dark road, just as charcoal, the souls of those gone by us. I'm so biased in my position, I don't buy it. I'm alone, managed from solo missions to float higher. If I don't get it, I won't miss it. An old lie, which adults hide my own vision with no iris. Both eyelids open, hoping that this time is different, wishing that this is the moment. I've been trying 
find no witness, which is the cl- which is the closest. And man, I'm broken, it's fine. I'm sinking more in my palm than simply roping a charm, cause I'm being alone. It'll be too cold to respond, but I'm heated by those dreams. I seem to have broken bonds with people I leave. Never greet me with open arms. I'm sinking more in my palm than simply roping the charm. The passion, the silence, the rap, and the violin. Imagine the time of the past that's behind us. It's tragic. Look past it. So when you ask, I respond with, I'm not lonely. I'm just alone. You say I'm trapped in my mind. You don't know me. I'm just at home. Deeper thoughts in my mind. Just another night. Music in my heart. And it goes a little something like... I be soul searching, working, finding my soul purpose, learning my goals, distant. I spent to my soul's hurting. Perfect is no person, I promise it will person. No matter the actor, we all got to close curtains. And I've given up just enough to complain. Feeling cold to the touch, but I'm numb to the pain. And that's only the star. I think it's dumb that I'm praying, but I've come far. Distrust in my heart and the brain. I find peace and silence through beats and rhyme and beat soul. This modestly, like we promised to be honest. Feeling indifferent to the chatter. Wonder if it matters. Slip from the ladder or keep climbing. Be conscious. This is forcibly handwritten. And my past it is forgery. Because, of course, we don't have feelings. Imagine the past. Past courses in class. Sitting. I've been here before. Metaphor for the tracks. And it like. So if you should ever fall and need light to guide you, remember who you are and who's right beside you. Because even from afar, the moonlight's designed to illuminate us all. Right there and I'll find you. Tell me about the inspiration of this. Where did it come from, and how long did it take you to write, and where do you get your where do you get your your ideas from? All right, so the inspiration of this poem kind of came from my friend. He was uh, depressed at the time, and because uh, his girlfriend just broke up with him a few weeks ago, and uh, he was real sad. So uh, I decided to write a poem, thinking from his point of view and how I would feel and how it feels to be left and cheated on. And so I just kind of came up with a few words to describe it, and then I went from there. It started off as just like a little joke to show to him, and then, I, and then he was like, hey, you should probably do something with that. So I, so I thought about it, and I just put some words down the page, and I was like, okay, sounds good. And I came to this creative writing, and this is where it started. Thanks for joining us for Episode 2 of We Go Vox. This podcast is about you, the Wildcats. Freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. If you have an opinion, a story, or a talent, we would love for you to share it with us. Contact us at podcast at d94.org. Follow us on Twitter at WeGoVox. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to us on Podbean. And who knows, maybe we'll even give this Snapchat a try. Until next time.